Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Dabblers Book Club. This is the podcast for people who have never read Chaucer and probably never will. I'm Curtis and over there... I am Hadra. Hello. How has your day been, Curtis? Very good. Still all corona, lockdown, apocalypse... This is the first time we're actually doing a podcast um, the day before we actually put it out. So um, we had given ourselves about four podcasts at the beginning to go out. We'd recorded a few to give us lots of uh, leeway and it kind of caught up with us, mainly me because I'm the slower reader. That backlog, yeah, diminished. Yeah, so now we're actually sort of on target, on time, um, as it were. Uh, So does this mean you're going to be frantically editing into the night? No, no, <laughs> I'm not that dedicated. Uh, no, I'll be editing tomorrow, but at least anything we say about Corona, we're, we're literally on... It's current. Oh, it's I see current. what you're saying. We're yeah, very yeah. current now. Well, this is episode 10, which considering we sort of said some point last winter, was it last summer? Yeah, <laughs> in last January. Okay, it's I taken got, a while to get this get, going. Yeah, we sort of last, a year ago we had the idea, did a pilot episode uh, to see how we sounded. Um I set, set up the website and then we waited until I moved back to London mm. and then got it done in December. But actually, my aim was basically to get 10 listeners and we have more than 10 listeners. There's, there's quite a few. There's a lot of nice people on Twitter, actually, yeah. that we when we put things out, they do come back, which, yeah. is, which is always very nice. Um, so, yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you. Uh, Ricardo, I think he said he likes the podcast, doesn't he? But Your mate. Portuguese Ricardo. Mate. Yeah, Portuguese oh, mate. Ricardo. Oh. Our mate Ricardo. Our mates are listeners, at least. Um, <laughs> leave a bloody review. Um, yeah, subscribe. Because at the moment we've only got one review and it was Curtis not realising that when you leave a review it puts your name down. So on our podcast you have it's Curtis It's I can't delete it. Um, anyway, we hope you're enjoying lockdown. We are. I had a walk today and that's been all my exercise. So now I'm on uh, 6,000 steps, which is terrible. But never mind. I've been for a run, but I'm so bored. I'm so bored. There's yeah. no sport. My job is sport and there's no sport. Yeah. There's nothing to discuss, nothing to... I mean, I'm bored without sport. I was really getting into it. I was really getting into going to rugby with you and actually I'd started to have this nervous energy towards uh, the weekend waiting for a rugby match because I just... I, I like it. I'm not obsessed with it or anything like that, but I just need to know a result. If I know there's a result happening, this is why I, I'm, you know, I can't start I, gambling. I had it's... you sufficiently brainwashed. You did yeah, start gambling. <laughs> 
You gambled on the Six I Nations. Put, I put a five on Dan Bigger getting a uh, a try in the Six Nations. So I've, there. I've never gambled. I've never been a gambler. It's really weird. You should like, try it. No, it's just one thing that doesn't um, it doesn't entice me. Now, when you've um, been in the Grosvenor on Brighton Beach uh, at four in the afternoon, that's when you know you. Probably not living your best life. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe don't start. Anyway, the worst places to. Um, yeah. Speaking of gambling and that sort of not underworld, is underworld the right word for it? I don't know. Um, well, I say we gambled on reading we, a book. We gambled yeah. on reading. I, I was thinking more about the gangster kind of side of things, which you might associate with gambling. Um, it's nothing to do with gambling. We picked a book off the Booker long list. This has recently been released in paperback. Uh, it is Nightboat to Tangier by Kevin Barry, which is our 10th Dabblers Book Club book. Um, another short one. So after My Sister the Serial Killer, which was about 200 pages, this is also 200 pages. I'm going to let you talk about this, mainly because I feel like this is more a you sort of book. And I want to know. Right. Oh, is that, is that Do you think I like this book? I don't. Oh, did you not? Oh, no. <gasps> wow. Okay. Oh, wow. I, 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 wow. I am sorry because I appreciate this is someone's creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And actually, it's got really good reviews online, so I don't actually mind saying this. I, no, didn't enjoy this at Goodness. all. Goodness. I did not like it. Did you? Um, I, I'm really surprised. I started off, I struggled with it for a bit, and then I, I got into it after sort of page 60, 70. At, at first, I think the whole thing of like the two, so it's, I'll read the blurb because it's easier. It's late one night at the Spanish port of Algeciras. And Algeciras, Algeciras, South, Southern Spain, <laughs> and two fading Irish gangsters are waiting on the boat from Tangier. A lover has been lost, a daughter has gone missing, their world has come asunder. Can it be put together again? Um, no, it can't. So very sort of mystical, kind of mysterious uh, premise to it. It's like you know, what? Why do they want her? And you know, you wonder if this girl has actually gone missing, missing, as in she's been kidnapped or anything, or if she's just gone. Are they two abusive people that want to track her down? It took me a while to get into it, but after, yeah, 60, 70, I really blown away by some of the language. I really was. Okay, some cool. of the writing was really quite exquisite in parts. In other parts, I was just like, okay, I, I didn't understand what was going on. Did you get that? And some things I was like, I don't know what that word means. I don't know, like, when it's a yeah, yeah. dialect or someone with a big vocabulary. And I'm well, not there, there right. was some of that for me, but I didn't know if it was because I was zoning out. Uh, yeah. Particularly on the flashbacks, mm-hmm. um, I just oh, I lost interest. Wow. Yeah. So 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 obviously the the, the two blokes, the two it's Irish. It's gonna be a short podcast. <laughs> no, no. There's plenty, <laughs> plenty to talk about. In fact, I'm I'm relieved that you liked it actually because I didn't like it. Like it. Like it. It's not. Um, it's a book that I really admire some of the parts of it. As a story, it didn't grip me. Mm-hmm. It was no way near a page turner for me. I was. I was. You know. It, it took me a while to. Yeah. To get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was confused <laughs> for some of it. So that we had that in common. But I didn't like. Um, I didn't dislike it. Okay. I would say. I, I'd say I'd, I, yeah, I did wow. not care for this. No. So the so yeah, the two blokes are Charlie and Maurice <laughs> or Morris, both from Cork. And the, the the main thread of the book is they are sat in this port at night waiting for a boat to come in, which they believe that one of their long lost daughter uh, Dilly mm-hmm. is going to be on the boat. Now, I like that as a setup. I, I love it, in fact. Southern Spain in a port. Both yeah, and, 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 and I agree with what you said about yeah. language. Yeah. I think some of the lines in this were, were fantastic yeah. and the way they set. And I think we spoke about last week where we didn't feel like we got enough of a picture of Lagos mm-hmm. in My Sister yeah. the Serial Killer. Actually, I got some really nice pictures of Southern Spain yeah. and I love reading literature like that. Um, but then there's flashbacks to, you know, their sort of adventures over the years. 
mm-hmm. as gangsters, and some of it's in Cork and mm-hmm. uh, another little town in Ireland. Some of it is in Spain, but in yeah. their younger days, um, and and some of it's in London. Uh, the flashbacks for me were just. It was style over substance. I feel mm-hmm. like the flashbacks were trying so hard to go, oh, and we did this that crazy mm-hmm. time, and they just didn't move me. The actual thread of what they were doing, being sat in this port, having this really odd, intense wait, that that got me. I thought, yeah. I thought, yeah, really cool. I'm on board. But yeah, just the flashbacks, they, it lost me with that. And that was the entire book. Thankfully, yeah. it was quite short. It didn't but... have any story to it, really, did it? It was like there was no, it was not a plot driven book at all. The only thing that's kind of keeping you wondering is do they find Dilly? and what happened with the mother. Mm. That's basically it. But a lot of it for me was, yeah, just quite confusing. There wasn't enough, yeah, motivating me to read it other than <laughs> this podcast yeah. and talking to you about it. You but, sounded at first like you liked it. I feel like I've brought no, no, you down no, no, in no, seconds. No, no, you haven't. No, you haven't at all. I was just surprised that you really didn't like it. Yeah. Like, I thought mm. it would be kind of, like, I'm quite neutral about it. It's like, there's some beautiful language in it. But... I feel no better, worse. I have don't feel changed, altered in any way for having read it. Mm. Um, as a creative writing, as a former creative writing student, there's some lines in there that I'm like, wow, I wish I'd studied some of that mm-hmm. um, because it, there is just some like masterpieces um, yeah. in here. But in terms of story, it was all quite it was quite thin for me. And also, well, personally, anyway, with anything that's to do with drugs and violence, I just sort of switch off. I'm like, right, okay, your life's a bit fucked up. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. I can't connect with it enough, which is probably ex- like an extremely out of touch and maybe arrogant, snobby attitude. I don't know. But as soon as you get into the world of, yeah, violence and you're sort of outside the police and drugs, I'm like, it all just sounds so fucked up that I can't yeah. follow it. So what captivated me mostly was his relationship with Cynthia. That that was obviously the main thing. Yeah. I found the beginning a bit... A bit Almost sloppy, um, the way they're sort of questioning this guy, and then there are these two girls in the port, you know, Leonor and Anna. Yeah, sort yeah. Of, is it Anna? Or, um, there's, the, there's the two girls, and I know what you mean, it's sloppy, because the whole thing the was guy. very vague. Yeah. There was a point where, yeah, it was a bloke with a dog, he was an English bloke, and they had him between them. And it seemed like they were being violent, but I couldn't quite ga- grasp how violent they had been. You couldn't tell if he had Stockholm Syndrome, You, but they seemed to have seized this bloke. Mm. And now I, I've actually checked, and Kevin Barry is is Irish because oh, I yeah. did I did want to say I did read this, and my brain went straight to this writer has written a very very stereotypical, stereotypical couple of old Irish boys. Yeah. Like the dialogue and stuff was like, you know, this this total total mm. overblown stereotype. But obviously, you know, he he is Irish, so yeah. he you know he will he know knows, this yeah, dialogue yeah. and stuff. But yeah, actually, before I knew he was Irish, I was actually wondering has he has this writer done some Irish stereotyping here? But, no. I was no, I was actually wondering a similar thing um, that whenever you class someone as a gangster, whenever you say maybe if you were to say Italian from New Jersey, if mm. you were to sort of say um, yeah Irish, or you kind of because there's so much in popular culture, mm. if you don't then give them extra characteristics and um, their own sort of idiosyncrasies, the reader will just fill in a stereotype. And sometimes you feel like the writers rely on that reader having that stereotype yeah. to fill in yeah. the character. Um because you're going, oh, cool, just imagine an Irish gangster. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Which is funny, actually, because um, I don't imagine an Irish gangster. Really? If, if I hadn't have read the word gangster in the, uh-huh. on the blurb, uh, I'd have called these guys like wheeler dealers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're, yeah. just, they're just old Irish chancers 
you know, who were clearly to and from Spain doing this and dodgy deal probably, and that they don't dodgy give deal. Us enough of the, there's not enough of the actual on the edge of the law stuff. Like you get sort of hints of encounters with the police and stuff. You're not following them in any way. There's no kind of do they get caught? Does this happen? It's kind of a love story in a way. Like it's kind mm. of about Cynthia. Um, and then there's just this deflating moment with Dilly where she looks at them and they look at her and... It all builds to nothing, It all builds it? to yeah. nothing. And, and part of me is thinking, is that clever? Or is that sort of too clever for its own good? Is mm. this just... It's, it's almost like he's got themes that he wants to talk about, which is old men made mistakes, lived a you know a crappy life where they've hurt people and they're just getting very reflective and mm. blah, blah, blah. And there's just some sort of flimsy plot... Yeah. To put that around. Uh, yeah, and I suppose the thing people will justify that with is calling it a snapshot. Yeah. This is like <laughs> when I spoke to our friend Louise Anne in yeah. France. I told her I didn't like Tender is the Night by F. Scott yeah. Fitzgerald. And she said, Well, it's a, it is a snapshot. I can't do her accent. <laughs> it um, is a snapshot. She's got a very cool accent. Um, <laughs> you love her accent. <laughs> and and I, I, just, I just, I said, The story did nothing for me. She said, Well, it doesn't have to. You know, it's a, it's a snapshot in time. And I get that. And I guess, I mean, if we went through the bookshelf upstairs, there's probably books mm. I'd argue are just a cool snapshot and the story doesn't need to yeah, do anything. But true. in this case, just the story didn't do enough for me. Mm-hmm. There were some cool little scenes. Um, mm. So one off the top of the head that got me where he's living in London mm-hmm. with Cynthia and Dilly as a baby. Yeah. And and they, there's some bad guys out front who are trying oh, to yeah, get hold yeah, of them. The and they escape out the back mm-hmm. and they live like backing on to like, um, I, d- I even think it's the Islington Railway. I can't, no, correct me if I'm wrong. He mentions Finsbury Park, doesn't he? Yeah, he, so I assumed maybe it's that. Mm. A rail track we've got right by us uh-huh. at Canterbury Station, but um, and they it's the way they go down the bank and walk along oh, right. the um, the rail tracks at night. And I, I thought, I don't know, that for me, the way that was painted was all very cool. But mm-hmm. like I say, I'm, I read it a week ago and I can't tell you now what I, they're running from I or th- to. Yeah, and... I think I feel like I've done this book a disservice by not reading it. Like, I feel you have to read it slowly. It's mm. almost something you have to pour over. Whereas my sister, the serial killer, was you could read it and the words were just you would soak up the words you'd know what it was on mm. about it's very easy to think but this there seemed so much decoding and i'm not literary enough to know whether it's being too clever for its own good whether i just don't understand it um whether it's something you need to just take a bit more time over i, I don't know there's so much of this book that i think i've missed because it, there are literally so many words I don't understand. Well, I'm on the same page as you. And and weirdly, I do think we're probably in the dunce corner because I, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've sort of had a flick through online and generally reviews are favourable mm. and pe- people on like Goodreads like it. And they will obviously, I'm sure mm. we've dug out some one-star reviews for the section we later. Have, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I have to say this very much washed over me. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you found? No, I'm just looking through. I mean, I think the bit with the wife was what was interesting to me, funnily enough. I'm a woman, in it, um, And I didn't quite understand the stuff with Karima. I mean, yeah, some of the language was absolutely, like, insane. Like, insanely, insanely good. Ridiculously good. Uh, especially about uh, describing Ireland. And, yeah. um, but other bits, I just didn't know what was going on. Uh, also, I mean, it's an omniscient narrator, isn't it? But the point of view is mainly with Maurice but then does switch quite a lot. And there's one where it's almost in a fourth person. It's in the we, I think, I seem to remember. It was, um, yeah, very, very fluid. And... Yeah, I, I des- definitely nestled into it a bit more after the first bit. The first bit, I was like, I don't know who's talking. I don't know. I couldn't work out which character was whom. Also, the whole thing with Charlie Red- Redmond, and I don't know if this is done intentionally, probably is, to confuse you. But at first, 
I it feels to me that Charlie and Maurice are the same age and that Charlie is in love with Dilly. That's what I got the sense of at the beginning, because especially on the blurb, it says, you know, a father and a lover uh, or, you know, a father and a love lost. And obviously they mean about Cynthia having died from the blurb. But I thought it was like, oh, so it's this girl's gone missing and it's her dad and her lover or boyfriend or someone. And the more I read it, I was like, wow, is this like an abusive dynamic here Mm. where... And then as more I read, it's like, oh, no, he just literally meant like I just <laughs> I'd completely misunderstood mm. the whole concept of it, um, which it, essentially is that they don't know whose daughter it is. I, yeah, I um, think it's easy to do in in this book, though, just the way it's set out. And you, you talked about the way it's written. It's laid out like a play, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's quite, it, yeah. for the most part, it's sentence space, sentence mm. space, couple of sentences space. Sometimes there's a paragraph, sometimes yeah. a page full, but it's very sporadic. There aren't um, quotation marks, which no, it's not indented or anything like that. Yeah. It, the formatting is um, unorthodox. It's like yeah, and that doesn't, you know, that's cool. I think it's. I'm, I'm all for that. That style. It just it didn't really work for mm. me. I'm trying to find some of the stuff that I thought was absolutely... Okay, so at the top there, yeah. at the top of page 66, mm-hmm. there is um, a description of London. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's fantastic. We are fantastic. so drawn to different sorts of lines, aren't we? Because you really... Anyway, I'll read out. She took the joint from his hand. She drew on it grimly. The cold of the day was on her cheeks. February is a god-awful month just about everywhere. She'd gone skinnier since the child. He wanted to be back in Spain. Pigeon grey, fag ash grey, clay of the graveyard London. Yeah, I do remember that. Clay of the graveyard. Clay of the graveyard London. Marvellous. That's London right there. That's what London is when it's winter. Yeah, I was about to say it knocked me out, but it didn't. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I must praise this book for some of its description. I thought there was some lovely, lovely setting. I think there was some that, yeah, really did take my breath away. I was like, God, if I could just learn to write that like that. Oh, yeah, it's the Judas Iscariot drinking thing. That's when he stabs him in the knee, doesn't he? Do you remember that bit? No, it's all just... Yeah. It, I, honestly, it's and so that's the thing, because it, it, Well, that's where they start, he starts to switch point of view a little bit. Honestly, um, by 100 pages in, I was going to just really? fucking get through wow. it. And it was. I was just... I wasn't skimming, I was reading, but my I was wandering and I wasn't taking it in, mm. which is bad because I think that's a really bad habit a lot of people have with reading. But I think yeah. I've talked about this before when um, in... On oh, my master's with um, Dragan, the teacher, he said, you know, should books be, shouldn't books be difficult? Like, should they just be easy all the time? Shouldn't we have to work to understand something? And then that reminds me of that History Boys, um, the teacher in the History Boys. He says, read it, learn it, remember it, and it will mean something to you in the future. Like mm. it's, I mean, obviously it wasn't said quite like that. Um, I know that, but yeah. it's the power of just learning and taking things in anyway and giving them the time that they deserve. And that, so I feel a little bit disappointed in myself that I didn't take line by line and try and and try and decode because some of it does actually need decoding. You know how yeah. you read most books, like like there are plenty of references I didn't get in my sister the serial killer, sort of you know language cultural references that kind of thing. And you go, it's cool. I I generally get the gist of what's going mm-hmm. on and what this means. And that's probably an outfit, and that means that, and that's just a. Um, an expression of dismay or anger whereas this i was like whoa i don't know what this word means what this sentence means Mm. who they're referring to yeah um something seemed like slang stuff other things were like is this a word that i should know what it means we were talking about this earlier like when i had to read the financial times for work (laughs) Ah, yeah. i understand every word in that paragraph but i don't know what the paragraph means (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um whereas yeah usually with reading you you don't need to understand every word but you end up understanding what the paragraph means yeah um, whereas this is like, oh, I feel like there are the odd words that are really crucial. Um, 
I want to just let me find out some of the other stuff that's just where's the beautiful beautiful stuff oh this actually when you are 23 years old there are moments when your life is just a film she peels off her skin and throws it to the water like I thought it was amazing like yeah your life is a film that's very yeah it's very poetic isn't it but then but what's but, the what's, what does it mean peeling off her skin she's taking off her well, clothes well I think she's no no as in decided well yeah maybe you could think that but I, I think she's deciding this is the new her now she's leaving what's behind yeah um, yeah, this winter she'll not come back from a rock. Oh, and then you see the line, on the night boat to Tangier, she can let the past recede. You know when they fit in the line that's in the title? Yes, I do. I, I like missed that. that the first and, time. And I it actually. reminded me of um, The Past Receipts, which is a John Frusciante song. Mm. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it wakes you up, doesn't it, when you read the title? Oh. <laughs> I mean, there's, uh, there's so much. The ground was waking and opening. There was a high mustiness like yeast. Gay white flowers tossed back their heads like show ponies. He was under referral to the psychiatric at his mother's insistence. Actually, yeah, when he's in the psych- uh, psychiatric ward, some stuff in there is quite beautiful. Slowly, as the days passed and the chemicals were reduced, he emerged from a heavy, dreaming state to a calmer and more wakeful one. The years had leaned into years, one into the next. He had been in and out of his marriage, his Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Love had not reduced. He had bought 14 apartments in Budapest and sold them at a tremendous loss. He had mislaid with Charlie Redmond a ton and a half of Moroccan hashish. It was never found. He'd been in and out with Charlie too. The seasons were relentless. The years turned over. It was a fucking joke life. It was fucking beautiful. They never caught us. That was the important thing. To be honest, that's almost like the whole story in a paragraph there, isn't it? it? Is, it's like that kind of encapsulates But it. right there's my issue. That's a great yeah. blurb. But the whole thing is a blurb. At no point do you hear about real like grit to There's those no fourteen action, houses. Is there? In... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, just missing action. Yeah. But then I think is that the art to it? Is that the what it is? It's like no, it's old men waiting. It's waiting for mm. a woman, waiting for answers, waiting for grief to pass, waiting for redemption. I don't know. Um, but then you, again, for me, with a lot of the male writers we've done together, is I don't get that emotional connection with them because I don't feel the depth of their emotional. I, mean, I yeah, I don't feel that they're giving a full picture of their emotional state. And yeah. all it makes me think is that are men this emotionally limited that even in their writing, which is meant to be the most artistic, beautiful, self-reflective stuff, it's like you're 
you still have this barrier mm. that can't literally get you to the deep, deep bones of it all yeah. and help me connect with you. Is it, This is possibly one of my frustrations with books by men or of the male perspective that are lauded as being, you know, so um, emotional and deep and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you're not saying anything, mate. Like, that, yeah. I'm not getting anything. You're still not giving yeah. me more of you. And you are saying and that is I'm the case get... here. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying that's oh, the case right. here. And I... I thought you were saying, oh, but here, I got it. And yeah, no, here for no, no, me no, no, is I where I, I almost felt reading this like how I feel you feel reading, you know, some of the male authors. I've like, yeah. you know, Bukowski's the one you're we've done this podcast. But, um, but no, because... I mean, I feel like every author like this has a bit of the um, a bit of the wanting to be Ernest Hemingway, and I know I mean, Ernest Hemingway comes up quite a bit in these podcasts. But he he often, you know, there's a lack of action. It's a mm-hmm. bit of a snapshot. There's some very dreamy poetic lines that mm. don't, and you've got to really kind of just take away from it because it's like reading a dream sequence. There's yeah. nothing very specific in there sometimes. But I don't know. Maybe it's just something in his writing where yeah. I feel like I completely get him. Yeah. And this is like that without the substance for me. Mm-hmm. This is a, oh, okay, you really want to paint a picture of, you know, two old boys, mm-hmm. you know, who did this and that back in the day. And I'm supposed to be really impressed by all these drugs runs, but but I'm just not getting the meat of it. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't quite understand. Yeah, the, yeah, you say the meat. I was going to say the bones of what's happening. Like I don't oh, get it. Yeah. There we go, meat and bones. Meat and bones. Yeah. Um, um, and, and also dialogue. Like for me, really unbelievable. Mm-hmm. As in not believable, not yeah. as in unbelievably good. No, I didn't. I didn't get it. I mean, although there's still, oh, then I open a, open it anywhere, and there's just something like so. He writes this one bit towards the end. October, the month of slant beauty, knives of melancholy flung in silvers from the sea. Is that is that a typo? Could be silvers. Could be slivers. No, probably should be silvers. I don't, either way, knives I don't know what melan- it's supposed to mean. <laughs> knives of melancholy flung in silvers from the sea. The mountains dreamed of the winter soon to come. The morning sounded hoarsely from the caverns of the bay. The birds were insane again. What he does a lot is actually give human traits to inanimate objects, which I always find sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't for me. So the mountains dreamed of winter soon to come. That for me works. Um, but then... I, I, I know what you mean. I normally like a bit of that, but in this book I didn't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that can be so lovely. In um, Charles Dickens' house, the mm-hmm. one on um, Doughty Street, Doughty Street, whatever it is, where the um, museum it's now a museum um on the wall there's a clock mm-hmm. and next to the clock there's a framed letter like his actual handwritten letter that he wrote to the like clock repairer and it was like uh you know and i'm very much paraphrasing but he gave it a personality so he said you know dear mr clock repairer my clock seems to have given up and is not telling the the time for the first time in 10 years mm-hmm. while the clock himself may be very glad of this break <laughs> I, I would like him to do that. And it was it was just really yeah. lovely and whimsical and the fact that he'd written that to his you know the bloke gonna repair the clock as well he must have got that lettering on who the fuck's this <laughs> um but yeah the, I, I didn't care for them thing the i would have just things. liked the love story I would have liked him and Cynthia. I would have liked more of that. And I feel like, is this just such a female thing to say? Just give me more of the emotional connections. Give Oh, someone's... Someone's riding over our pavement. We, we, yeah, first time listeners, we, we were in an alcove which is below the pavement. So I don't know what that was. That was someone's a very heavy pram. pram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for me, the love story was the... I could have done without the beginning bit. I didn't quite know what happened, what was going on. I didn't see the point of it unless it was meant to be a sort of, I think it was meant to be quite a humorous bit that I just, I didn't get, I didn't get the action. Um, yeah. I just needed action. I needed detail. I needed clarity. Mm-hmm. I got none of that. I get that 
that's a stylistic choice. This book is just not for me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, fair play to the mm. author for, you know, do, doing <laughs> the mean, best yeah, version of what he wanted to do. I mean, he's a, he's a yeah, he's a pretty um, respected author. This I think, I think he'll do all right. I think he'll do all right. <laughs> and I think that's why I feel okay just saying I really didn't like this. Yeah. Because I'm not saying it shouldn't have been written. You know how some of the... <laughs> Should never be written. Yeah, what I, are they doing? Oh, is this what they're giving prizes I, to? I think I can days? just hold myself accountable to say, this is this is not for me at that's all. I did not enjoy this. Um, yeah, yeah, no. And, and this thing, I, it was just, it's not a book that's changed my life. I am glad I've read it. I am. Mm. I Some of it is beautiful. There are some things to dwell on a little bit for me. The one thing I didn't really get was the age. You know, like, I didn't really know it's only 51. You know, I think the whole thing is that Two fading Irish gangsters makes you kind of think you they're a bit older, older, like 60, yeah, 70s. I'm thinking yeah. De Niro, Al Pacino, that kind of, you know. Because the dates were like from the 90s right through to present day, weren't yeah. they? As in the flashbacks yeah. So he was only like 30s when they met. And to be honest, I think how I'd framed Charlie Redmond in my mind was because comp- that was completely wrong. I was spending the first third of the book going, hang on, how old is he? What? How come he's her lover? No, what? And... That wasn't what it was about. And you didn't pick up that at all, so it's a complete misreading. I hate misreading things. Um, but well, I, if it makes you feel any better, I think I misread this whole book. <laughs> Not even misread, just... We're, so, we're just sorry, Mr. Barry. We should probably read it again. Every, we, we've been on a bit of a roll of just saying we love books. I know. Um, is, but, um, and I hate it when I don't like books. Yeah, but it is it's quite freeing to just say, yeah, I just didn't get it. Um, and I can see how some people really would have connected with it. And they would have taken it slower. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I definitely needed to read it, read it slower, maybe on a boat, maybe on a port. I don't know. Ultimately, I didn't care about the characters. I cared about Cynthia. And that's probably about it. And I sort of cared about Dilly. And also, like, even Cynthia and Charlie, like, so she would have been going out with Charlie before Moss, but then was seeing him up and on and off. I, you know. Everything you're saying is just going blue, blue, blue in my mind. Well, you know, he walked because... in and Charlie was, they were in bed together. And yeah, that's when I do he took the baby bit, but... and went to the cliff top you get this idea that okay he's probably gonna kill himself and the baby too and then you're like okay so i'm guessing obviously that didn't happen but what did happen um, but the fact that that's a scene and I mean, maybe that's when he probably went to um the psych- psychiatric ward yeah but the fact that that's even a written scene and, mm. I, and i'm here like barely remembering it not giving a shit about it yeah just goes to show that it, i just didn't connect no i didn't even begin to connect with this book Damn it, I was hoping to feel clever today and connect with a clever book. I paused, what am I reading? 1Q84 by Murakami. Haruki Murakami. And I sort of read the first bit. I paused to read this. I read this in like two days because it's so short. And I couldn't wait to get back to my yeah. other book. This mm. passed me by. I didn't care for this. I found it a bit of a chore to read, however quick it was to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a chore, and it's so annoying when you want a book to just glide you through. Like, you want mm. the book to lead you, mm. but that, unfortunately, is not always the case. Um, should we should we look at one-star reviews? Yes. Okay, so first-time listeners, every episode, we like to get up one-star reviews on Amazon, uh, people moaning about the book because it's really funny. Um, so, yeah, should point out, normally we tend to quite like the book and end up defending it don't know how that's going to go today um we tend to usually have a problem with one star reviews would you you wouldn't give this one star would no, you? no no I mean, no, no yeah. not at all not at all he, he he's quite right to have written this i think and, what's hilarious about know. one star reviews is that it is people going what a waste of time can't believe i'll waste my time reading this can't believe this was published what what do people do these days blah 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 they all talk like that yeah um and uh it's, it's like people that don't like a, a band 
Yeah. And they go, they're shit. You shouldn't make music. Yeah, they're and, shit. And you, and you go, they're, no, they're not They're shit. not for you. Yeah, they're not for you. Like, I'm talking about classic, established, respected yeah, yeah, bands, yeah. you know. And they're shit. You go, well, no, they're just, you have to appreciate that they've achieved stuff. And uh, no, shit. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, so I'm not saying this book is yeah, shit. I mean, we I'm haven't, saying I didn't enjoy uh, it I have all. not been long listed for a booker. So um, anyway, some people have no problem calling things shit. Um, Linda. I couldn't... Oh, Linda, sweetheart, clutch your pearls. Linda, I couldn't get into this. Lots of swearing to start. Question mark, question mark. Lots of swearing to start. Linda, listen to episode five of our podcast. Yeah, I don't think Linda will. There's a writer you'll like. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Beatrice, subject is very dark and the characters are very horrible. That's really not not enough to give something a a one-star review. I mean, say the characters aren't convincing. Uh, Anyway, I didn't like the subject or the people or even the story. People, Say what you really think, Beatrice. People do that a lot on um, on these reviews, don't they? Where mm. and that's not exactly what she's saying. They but say they don't pe- like people. If people characters. go, I didn't like this character, and you're like, no, it's the baddie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's there's got to be some. You know, they just killed someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, in fact, you know this, but for the purposes of the podcast, my, my little sister, when she was a baby, used to watch this program called Timothy Goes to School. <laughs> and I remember I sat with her one day. I'm like way older than her, but I sat with her to be nice, and I watched TV with her. And they're like ten minute episodes each, yeah. like little cartoon for kids. And I watched like three or four episodes in a row and I turned to her and went... into it. <laughs> I t- yeah, I loved it. Now I turned to her and I just went, so each episode, these kids go to school and it's all fine and it's great. And then they go home. She was like, yeah. <laughs> she loved it. And I was like, at no point, it's not even like at any point they go, oh, but it was raining. So they had to put the wellies on. There's no, <laughs> there's, there's no journey there. There was Aww. no journey. Yeah, it was really... And anyway, I feel like that's what people that leave comments like this probably want from books. Yeah. They yeah. don't want any drama. Um... Kindle customer says repetitive, rough, unlikable. Again with the unlikable. Get over it. Okay, sure, there are some flashbacks to how the Hearns built up their drug empire, but even these are repetitive. The dialogue is rough and the characters deeply unlikable. I seem to be a minority, but I only ploughed through this to the end because it was short, yet still feel like my time would have been better spent reading something else. Okay, Kindle customer, we're not going to completely disagree with you on some of those points, I imagine. No, I mean, give it more than one star, but but yeah, fair enough. It is repetitive, yeah. yeah. Dialogue Um, is pretty poor in my opinion yeah I didn't I didn't find the dialogue poor I, I just I didn't follow it again I think it's something you just need to read very very slowly and then I'm I think god am I part of you know dumbing down Britain broken Britain can't even spend proper long time reading a book well, no you're not line. like a Love Island viewer or anything <laughs> This is a interesting way of wording this jail uh, I'm going to call you jail uh, never came up to expectations I mean Never came up to expectations. That's an interesting phrasing. Um, Disappointed. Heard review on Radio 4 BBC with the author and Mariella Fostrup. This is your fault, Mariella. Uh, Two drunken Irishmen searching for a daughter who did not want to be found. Destructive, violent drugs and no action. No action has a capital N, capital A. Waste of gold. No. Goid reading time. I think that is waste of good reading time. Never should be listed for book a prize. Never should be. Never should be. Nor should your comment. (laughs) Uh, Gail has said, what a load of, say it, say it, Gail, say it. She just censored herself. She just censored herself. Uh, Stuck with it for 80 pages, wish I'd not wasted the time, bought on the basis of other reviews and was sorely disappointed. Sorry, Gail. Sorry. Um, But you can say shit. It's all right. Say crap. It's like when people put fuck on Facebook. And they star it. They star it. I'm like, who are you censoring for? (laughs) I know. I do like Amazon customer. It has got actually the best comment um, and quite a meta comment as well. Boring and dull. 
And they've expanded on that by saying boring and dull <laughs> in wow. the description of that. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, normally I'd be like, you know, I'd draw my sword and be like, no, this is a fantastic yeah. book. You've simply not. But I'm like, right. well, just wasn't doing it for you. This yeah. might be quite a short podcast. So we do seem to be in a bit of a minority in not particularly caring for this. Yeah. Reviews are very, very favourable. There mm-hmm. are. It's just us and those one starers. You yeah. Know? I hope we've articulated it a little bit better than than they have and i mean you know the the only thing that's a shame actually is i really i won't read anything else by him really uh, well, I, I, well, I, no i think i will if, i would give i'd definitely give uh, more of his stuff a go do, do you think that that'd be silly to just write him off because of one book i don't know i think it's some of it is very very clever really beautiful i'd be interested to see what else he does um because there's a lot in there that i do like it's yeah, just the story itself. It, it, the plot felt like a device for the themes rather than you know an yeah. actual. I'd almost story. like for someone to sit and tell me like so. I'd like to sit and chat to someone that loved this book. Actually, yeah. it's almost a shame neither of us did. Yeah, that um, is actually quite someone interesting. that totally got it. Someone that thought it was fantastic. I could just explain because I'd be you know that that not that it changes your opinion, but it does open your mind to oh, okay. Well, I hadn't considered it like that and. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of called a, 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 a book obsessed with the mysteries of love. I mean, is it? I just didn't get enough of the relationships, so no. I didn't. I mean, yeah, it was mis- it was the mysteries of love. I'm like, tell me yeah. more. The book itself is a mystery, <laughs> um, but I didn't quite get it. It's with, I don't know whether this is me just being terrible because it, it, it's also Irish, but um, I kept thinking of Dubliners by James Joyce while mm. I was reading this, and that's got some like quite perplexing dialogue in places because... I wasn't alive at that time and Irish. I wasn't I wasn't in yeah, d- yeah. D- real edgy Dublin society. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some bizarre characters, but it's also believable. It's a wonderful world you step into. And there's like, I think one of the last, because it's short stories, one of the last ones is like a dinner party. And I almost, I didn't quite follow what their dialogue entirely meant, but it was just set so nicely and you just got a sense for the characters mm-hmm. in a way that you don't for, you know, Charlie and Maurice. Yeah. yeah I didn't take away anything from either of them where I really cared what, what happened, how it panned out. There was the bit where Dillis turned up and was w- walking and sort of saw them in the distance. She's in the crowd. And she goes to the barn. Yeah, that was a little yeah. bit gripping, but yeah. it so quickly fizzled out. Yeah. There was just no, like you said, we've, this is probably the fourth time we've said it, depending on it. Yeah, but there's no he's action. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, well, that's the uh, Nightboat to Tangier. I mean, I would, I would recommend this book if you want to study language. If you are interested in beautiful writing... I would honestly go over this with a fine tooth comb and also the style and everything and really use it to expand your understanding of writing because I think there's so much crazy, beautiful, breathtaking stuff in here. I really, really do. For me, yeah, it's not not enough character, not enough love, not enough relationship, not enough action. Um, but I would I would still say it is worth a read. I, I really do. Um yeah, and I think also to give you a sense of where writing is right now, you know, you kind of need to. It's a good, it's a good example of what modern writers are doing and how they're sort of pushing the limits of writing and testing out new ideas and new ways and styles and things like that. Mm. Um, I've said that very sloppily. No, but... I, I definitely get that. I think um, it is good to read stuff that's current, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't quite suit your norm, because. It's the current that changes the norm. Yeah, and it's be- and it's writers pushing boundaries. It really yeah. is. I mean, this is not a traditional book. It doesn't follow a normal f- format or style mm. or... Um, doesn't bow to those rules. Doesn't bow to those rules. And for that, it, I, I would say I would... This is a sort of book, if I were teaching a creative writing course, I would put it on. I'd want... 
I would want a class to discuss it, just as you've said you'd want someone who really, really yeah. liked it to talk about why they really liked it. So if you did like this book and Please you're listening to this, like, yeah, yeah, don't, don't, don't come at us with an attack. We won't like that. <laughs> but actually, like, let's have a discussion because I would love to hear someone's opinion that liked this. Yeah. Because I'm open to hearing, you know, what people see. You're an this. open-minded guy, Curtis. An open-minded guy, you know. Really if great only, guy. If everyone was more like me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what are you giving Nightboat to Tangier? Well, it doesn't feel great giving something a low score mm. um but i'm gonna have to um yeah i mean you know appreciate the creative endeavor but on a personal note i did not enjoy this at all i really probably wouldn't recommend it to a friend mm-hmm. and i'm gonna give it a 4.5 which is pretty sloppy isn't it <laughs> pretty lousy yep i would give it a six to six point five based on the reasons i've said so meet um, somewhere in the middle yeah so what's that five Point five. Five point five. Yeah. They me, can't all be tens. For me, it's a, it's a down the middle book. Some beautiful stuff. Some very confusing stuff. I think it is still an actually important read for people. Um, yeah. If for no other reason to study it and discuss it with other people, as to why. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, that was Night Boat to Tangier. Kevin Barry. Sorry, that's kind of a shorter. Um, Short and depressing that one. Yeah. <laughs> this week, yeah, we do not like disliking books. Um, the next one needs to be really good. Then. Well, what the are we next reading book next? I am very excited about. This is um, another Bukowski. No, <laughs> this is the hotly awaited. I think it's a debut from C. Pamajang, who is published in the UK by Little Brown Book Group, um, possibly Virago actually, and it's called Half of These Hills Is Gold. It was out last week. Hopefully, we should have a copy in the post very soon i cannot wait to read it it looks amazing cool i'm looking forward to that i really hope we both like it more than we like this pretty sure we will i'm very excited right well thank you ever so much for listening as always email us hadger or curtis at dabblersbookclub.com there's our website dabblersbookclub.com there's twitter at dabblersbooks tell us what you like what you don't like what you want us to read what you think of our book choices tell us if you disagree tell us why you loved kevin barry um, tell us why we're wrong you. tell us why we're wrong because yeah we can't hear that enough and most importantly recommend books recommend books please 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 or no even more importantly than most importantly subscribe subscribe and leave a review if you like what you hear please don't leave a one star review please 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 don't leave a one star yeah. review um, I will cry right uh, let's get on with lockdown shall we yeah thanks very much we will see you next time bye bye catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 